Welcome back to Life in Space. This is another episode of the Bob Ross Talks. This one is going to be Joan Kowalski. She's going to talk about Bob Ross Inc., all the merchandise and cool things you can get on the Bob Ross website. She's also going to talk about Bob Ross's relationship with her mother and also experiences that she remembers as well. So this one is packed full of interesting things, so you don't want to miss this one. And we're going to go ahead and hand it off to Joan Kowalski. So thank you for listening to the Bob Ross Experience. This is the part three of the Bob Ross Talks. So go ahead and enjoy. Okay, yes. What we're going to do, I'm going to remove my mask just for a second. All right. I am going to start it off. Uh, we have a couple of people watching from home over Zoom, as well as the crowd here. And I'll turn the camera around, Joan, so you can see them as well in just a moment. I'm going to tip this camera slightly. Great. We've been having some technical difficulties, as I was telling the crowd here. Uh, our tech person here, Amanda Tristan, is getting married today, and congratulations to her. Uh, but of course, that means that you're left to me solving the tech issues. So I think we're all set up, and you're all set up on your end, Joan? Okay, yeah. wonderful. All right. So what's going to happen is, uh, well, first I'll just start us off, and then I'll tell you how we're going to run this. Uh, so Joan, I'm going to talk to you, but I'm also going to talk to the crowd here so they can hear what's going on. All right, so in just a moment, I'll turn my mic off, and we'll, tune, we'll turn Joan's up a little bit on our end so you'll be able to hear her better and we won't get the feedback that we were just getting and that'll just be a matter of muting this mic welcome to minutrista uh, some of you i saw earlier today it's great to see you back for this behind the camera talk um, minutrista is the home of the ball jar and the home of the bob ross experience uh, and we are a 40 acre campus uh, where the five ball brothers and their families had their homes uh, so you've been in some of those homes, the LL Ball home, where the Bob Ross Experience is, uh, which also was the WIBB studio, as well as uh, the Oakhurst home, home to George, Francis, and Betty Ball, uh, which currently hosts Bob Ross at Home, an exhibit uh, showing 29 uh, original paintings, both uh, made by Bob and made with Bob's tutelage here in the community. And these were paintings that were hanging in living rooms and churches uh, throughout our community. Uh, and we found that there's so many, not just paintings here in the community, but memories, because he spent so much time here. Um, so today, I'm excited to welcome Joan Kowalski, uh, CEO of Bob Ross Company, to be able to share her memories, uh, both past and present, uh, and to give that opportunity for all of you to talk with Joan. Joan, of course, is uh, sorry she could not be with us today, but as we all know, um, travel restrictions and, and Things like masks wearing have caused us to have social distancing, and for some, uh, that requires distancing of miles. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to make sure that those of you who are watching from home could have a way to be here, even then and even now, and find a way for Joan to still make it here. Um, and we're excited that someday all of you, Joan included, will get a chance to see the exhibit in person. So I'm very excited. Uh, we're going to turn it over to Joan. She's going to talk a little bit, and then we'll take some questions as well, as well as we have some trivia and, and some surprises for you. 
Um, again, so I'm sorry, my name is George Buss. I'm the Vice President of Visitor Experience here at Minatrista. And if you have any questions while you're here, uh, feel free to talk to me or anybody else who's wearing a name badge like mine with a different name. <laughs> if they have the same one, please come tell me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to turn the camera around. We're going to mute my mic and turn Joan up so she'll be able to see you. And uh, we'll, we'll be here to take questions as well. All right, Joan, turn it over to you. Yay, hi everybody. Hello. <laughs> so I'm Joan Kowalski, and if you've heard this story about Bob Ross, um, you've heard my last name before, my mother and father along with Bob and his wife, Jane, started a little company back in 1981 or so. Uh, that happened because my mom took a painting class with Bob after she lost her oldest son. Are we okay? You're good. Okay, good. Um, and she called the William Alexander Company to see if William Alexander was teaching any classes locally. She loved William Alexander. Uh, what happened was they told her that Mr. Alexander was not teaching anymore, but that there was one of his teachers in Florida who she could take a class with. His name was Bob Ross, and she was a little disappointed <laughs> and said, oh, okay. so." She and my father jumped in their minivan and went down to Florida. My mother took a class for a week with Bob, and she saw something that you all see now, that he was such a special person, such a special influence, his um, encouragement, his gentleness. In fact, she tells us recently that she didn't even paint the whole week. She just sort of followed him around in class and thought he was remarkable. She went home to the hotel room at night and told my father, this guy's got something special and we need to talk to him and see if, if there's any interest in him sort of, you know, showing, showing more, more people his magic. And so at the end of the week, my father and mother took Bob to the Waffle House dinner and they talked to him and said are you interested in you know maybe teaching more classes than just here in Florida and he, he said yes so that's sort of how the whole thing started uh, as soon as things got a little more active because a lot of the classes were only maybe one or two people in them um, but as soon as things got a little bit active Jane, his wife, who was living in Alaska, came down and the four of them created in Bob Ross Incorporated. That was in 1981 or two. And then I came along um, in 1988. I was fresh out of college and didn't really have a lot of plans, so I decided to join the crew. And as I look back on it now, I think what I was mostly there for was to listen to Bob, to listen to Bob's ideas and thoughts and what he had in his mind for a future that would just 
go on and on a hundred times over. He and I talked almost every day, if not talking on the phone. He would send little faxes, he called me Jonas, with little ideas scratched out in his very distinct handwriting. Some of those ideas were kind of preposterous, <laughs> and some of them were things we do today, like making Bob a household name. He, he, he enjoyed the idea of that, um, and making painters. Those were his two desires that he really wanted to do, and I think we've done a pretty good job at getting that um, going for him, and I'm proud of it. And the reason that I tell you, tell you all of that is is to make sure that people feel confident that what we're doing for Bob today, some 20 years after his death, are precisely as he would have hoped. That's important for people to know. I think uh, it makes you have confidence in the, in the things that we're doing, in the, the projects that we're launching to include this museum, which is one of the highlights I think that we're ever going to be able to tout um, and to just make painters and make Bob a household name and I think we're doing pretty good how are we doing good. <laughs> um, making painters has been something that we've done almost with everything we do, even if it looks unrelated, even if it looks like something that's not related to making people paint, it still does open up the opportunity for people to put a brush in their hands for the first time. Things like Chia Pets and Twitch TV and those things that look sort of maybe you know, fluffy and, and arbitrary are actually not. These are the things that are making people enjoy what Bob had hoped people would, would want to do. And we're seeing an increase in people that are painting for the first time. I think if we weren't seeing that, we would, we would probably not continue on with the things outside of the television show. I think that we would find a different direction. But in fact, when people become incredibly um, involved in, in their feelings that they get from Bob, the, the attitude that they feel from him, the opportunity to be motivated to do things, confidence in your own abilities, uh, that's what we're looking for and people are painting more now than they used to. We also have certified instructors, and you all have been enjoying those wonderful people that we've sort of uh, sent to you during this opening week. And I'm sure you've been enjoying classes and you've been enjoying the things that they're doing for you, talking to you, giving you stories about how they started painting. These are all things that Bob would have hoped and increase the interest in painting. And like I said, Bob also was interested in maybe something a little, a little more self-serving, which is he did want to become 
a household name. He wanted to be really a sort of a Mr. Rogers figure, somebody that people would think about as they look at the sky and they look at the trees and they say to themselves, that's a Bob Ross sky or Bob Ross clouds. He wanted to be a household name. He wanted people to relate to him in things outside of painting. And uh, we're working on that too. That's, it's a little bit new for us, but I think we're doing a pretty good job of that now because really when I first started working at the Bob Ross Company, and I would tell people where I was working, maybe only 30% of people knew who I was talking about. And I would go into a long story about, you know, the guy on public television with the round fuzzy hair. And now when I tell people where I work, I don't even get but two words out of my mouth. And then who I'm talking to sort of finishes the story for me. All you have to do now is tell people, you know, who Bob Ross is, and then you get their interpretation of who this man is. And this museum is just further elevating that sort of household name phenomenon that Bob, Bob would have wanted. And we're, we're just staying very close to what Bob had hoped. He talked to us a lot about how he, how he wanted to be remembered. And we've, we've stayed very true to that. And you can feel very good about that, that there's not anything going on that would have been objectionable to him or you know, uh, something that he, he didn't have interest in. This is very closely tied to Bob's desires and the museum especially. If he knew that people were crowding around that X on the floor, it, it would have just, he would have been tickled by that. That is, that is the hope that he had was to continue with these sort of things. I'll wrap up by telling you that COVID, when it first started a few months ago, we worried a lot. And I've talked to a lot of small businesses that felt the same way they were very worried about you know, what would this mean, especially not being an essential uh, organization. We're not in the health industry and uh, you know, we don't uh, have medical uh, properties in, in what we do. And we thought certainly one of the first problems that we're going to have is trying to stay open. And I will tell you that after the first 30 or 60 days, the reverse has been true. We have found that people being at home, finding ways to make themselves happy, finding ways to entertain themselves without a lot of people around, what do you suppose they finally decided to do but paint and watch Bob Ross? And to me, that's, that's amazing that we've been able to fill that void. In fact, one of my friends told me recently, you are absolutely an essential business at this point. So we're doing great. The museum is just yet another way of showing that what might look like a very uh, professional and intricate <laughs> sort of 
marketing program that we're in, involved in. It's, it's not that at all. It's simply sticking with the desires of Bob and what he would have hoped would continue after his death. And you're enjoying that exact thing now with, with your involvement in the museum, visiting, seeing the paintings, seeing where Bob stood for all those many hours. And uh, we thank you very much. We thank you very much for just continuing to show the world that Bob Ross is, is special and he'll live forever. And I thank you very much. And the next thing we want to do is have everybody check under your chairs because well, under you your chair, chair it's going to show you if you want a prize or not. And hopefully, Ashley is know. in there or Ted. Okay, do you have something on your t-shirt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right, check under your chairs. So, uh-oh. Anybody? They're here. Yay! Yay! Yes, yes! All right, you want a prize. You want a prize. Anybody else? Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Excellent. Yeah. Mr. Sawyer. Yeah. That's it. Right here. Bring that sweater out for us. That's so cool. Excellent. These ones lined up. These are not That's so cool. When you get invited to a sweater party, you have to wear your Bob Ross ugly sweater. That's so cool. Has it got lights on it? Awesome. It'll get uglier, I promise. Joan, can we can we take some questions? Yes, that'd be great. Yes. Does anybody have any questions? I'll probably repeat them for you. Can you tell us more about those preposterous ideas that Bob had that you couldn't flesh out? Did you catch that, Joan? Yes, I did. I'll tell you one, and then I'm not telling you anymore. <laughs> we were walking, we had just finished in Central Park. You might have seen clips of, of Bob's visit to Central Park back in the 90s, late 80s or 90s, um, when he was there and crowded by people. And as we had finished, us with that event we were walking back to our hotel rooms and he said Joan I have an idea Jonas I have an idea Bob Ross jeans what do you think <laughs> <laughs> and I said oh great idea <laughs> and we're not far from Bob Ross jeans. We do have now like little sleepwear with Bob Ross's face and happy trees on it. So we're getting close, right? Yeah. We should do it now. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. For those of you who are watching at home, I just want to let you know you can use the question and answers area. In fact, I just got one right here. Um, I see it. Right here it is. I've not heard anybody able to answer this. 
in the early oh. seasons of The Joy of Painting, what is that glue gun thing oh, yeah. that Bob used to draw on branches? Another preposterous idea. <laughs> That's what he called it, a paint gun. And he felt like, and it had to do with when he was teaching for all those years, he was teaching classes, and he was always very cognizant of his students that were older and had trouble holding the brush. In, in fact, that's one of the reasons that the William Alexander brush that used to be two and a half inches large, Bob, when he started his own brush line, he made that brush slightly smaller so it wouldn't be so heavy for, for ladies of age, let's say. And that glue gun, well, that paint gun, another thing that he, he thought about students having trouble with the liner brush and painting tiny little branches and he, he thought that that funky little gun would maybe help. Um, and then I said, I don't know what happened exactly, but I'm a little bit glad that it's gone. <laughs> but we just decided his, his thing sort of became that actually shaky brushes or shaky limbs and, and uh, branches were good. So don't worry if your age is showing in your limbs with your shaky hands, because they actually look better. And I think at that point, that storyline, we got rid of that, that paint gun, thankfully. <laughs> Other questions? We have one in the back. Paint brushes and uh, palette knives and uh, canvases, are they still made in America or are they made somewhere else now? Joan, the paint brushes and the palette knives, um, uh, where are they made? They are made, okay, so. If you've been painting along with us, then you know that we have sort of been doing a lot of switching of manufacturers and so forth, and you're seeing, you're seeing the sausage being made while we um, are moving some of our manufacturing back into the United States. Uh, so the paint that used to be made overseas is now, as of as of probably a month ago, is now being made in New York. Uh, the brushes are being made in Germany, and we're gonna stick with that manufacturer because he has such an innate understanding of exactly how those brushes need to be. If you paint with Bob, then you know that these products are very unique. That's not just a sort of a, a way to sell brushes and paints. Those shapes and the the, uh, the bristles all matter a lot. Um, I will say though that there are improvements that we've, that we've um, gotten into with the brush maker and you'll start seeing more bristles back in the brushes. So to answer your question, most things are being now made in the US uh, with the exception of the brushes which are being made in Germany. But everything else we've brought back to the US. Joan, I know one of the things we've enjoyed is learning how much Bob would tweak his own tools. And so yes. as, we've, as we've had some of the originals, even in the experience, I even seen things like having a tape put on the edges to make sure that you didn't get that shine in the camera. So even not just how they work, but also how they looked was always something exactly. that Exactly. That's right. And actually, this is one of the trivia questions, so I'm not going to say another word. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Other questions in the back? 
involved in this whole Bob Ross experience shebang? So in the museum? Yeah. In the museum? Yeah. Yes, in the museum. In the museum. So um, we got a phone call about two years ago. We always knew that Bob filmed in Muncie, and I was sort of not really part of that creative. I'm more the part, the businessy part of the company. You know, the company was formed by four partners, two that were sort of in charge of the creative part of everything, and then two that were involved in, in the logistics, the operational, the business part. And I was sort of involved in more of the business part when I came. Um, but I knew that Bob, his second home was Muncie, Indiana, hands down. And I knew that he went there religiously. If, if nothing else, Bob would make sure that he had enough paintings stored in his head to get up to Muncie and do more programs. He was sort of obsessed with making sure that he left a lot of half-hour programs for us. We didn't go into reruns at, at any point while he was alive, even though we could have. He wanted as many new programs as possible. So we knew that Muncie was critical. We knew that Muncie was Bob's second home. It was everything. Um, and then uh, we got a call about two years ago from George and Jessica saying we're uh, with the Mini Trista, which I had heard of Mini Trista too, and we want to make a museum where Bob filmed. And I'm not going to lie to you, I think I burst into tears. It's so perfect. It's such a perfect, and like George, and, I, and I've been talking to those two crazy loons probably every day. So. <laughs> um, the thing about it is to have an actual place to go now is something we've been missing. And now to have a place where we can send people. You know, a lot of times people go, can we come to your offices? And we're like, it's, we've got a file cabinet and a desk, and that's about it. There's nothing to see. But now we've got a place where we can send people. It's, it's the greatest thing ever. So we've just sort of been working with Jessica and, and George uh, nonstop for, has it been a couple of years or just one? It feels like a hundred. Yeah, it's been about two years now. Yes. It, it does feel like it's a Yes. <laughs> yes, Jessica. It's the crazy moon. I have a question, Joe. Yes. Okay, so Bob spent all this time doing all these great things for PBS. What was Bob's reaction when, say, MTV was like, we want you to do a spot for us? What was Bob's reaction to that? I don't think I've ever asked you that. He, that MTV thing he loved. He loved anything that was sort of moving bigger, moving bigger. He started wanting to do, that's why we're so happy about the things we're doing, you know, to, to sort of move away from the core, be hopelessly devoted to public television, no doubt about it. But anything that was sort of moving into creating a bigger pie, he, he loved. He was really, really loved those sorts of things. 
that MTV thing is so charming and it's very relevant back again today. You know, these things that were old and that were in Bob's head have become fresh and new again. Bob was really ahead of his time, if you think about it. And that MTV spot is, is exactly what I mean. Other questions, either from home or right here in the room? I heard this morning that the quality of the Bob Ross paints was really an important element, and they're much better than just other paints that look the same. Talk about that. Uh, can you talk, John, about the quality of the paints? We've heard that the paints of quality is uh, so much better, and can you talk about why that might be? All right, so like I said, if you've been painting, if you've been painting all along, you know that our paints turned terrible. I'm, there's no other way to describe it. If, is anybody shaking their head yes right now? They're all doing that, right? Okay. <laughs> yes. Especially Nick. Is Nick bobbing his head up and down like crazy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the paints got very bad. And it had to do with not being close to the manufacturer, close enough to, you know, some things you can't assign and then cross your fingers. And this was a mistake that we did by thinking that we could ask the paint manufacturer to do their best work and then cross your fingers and hope it's true. And the paint got very bad. And um, I will tell you that the paint is now perfection, perfection. And I've told everybody that I, that, you know, in the organization, if you talk to somebody who's got terrible paint, send, send a note to info at bobross.com. I'm not kidding. Whether you bought it from uh, bobross.com, whether you bought it from Bob Ross Workshop, if you've got terrible paint, and our new manufacturer, they are rolling out, but you know there's 14 different colors and they're working hard, but we've got about a third of the colors absolutely perfect now. Send us a note. I'm not kidding. So tell them Janelle sent you. <laughs> <laughs> we've got excellent paint now, and we are furiously trying to roll it out. It's one of, it's one of the huge heartbreakers we are absolutely devastated of how the paint ended up and so thankful and so happy. In fact, I think Nick is going to finally be able to sleep that night. Nick did you sleep last night. Uh, you know, Jen, I'm going to ask you a question of the, of the people here, actually, speaking of the paints. Yes. How many yeah. of you have had a chance to paint just in your lifetime? And how many of you have tried to paint along with Bob? Put your hands up, I want to see John to see this. Right. Yeah, that's so good. I know I have. Um, and I can say my 14-year-old is better than me, by far. I've heard that. That's right. And how many of you have actually had the chance to go down and see the experience so already? Okay. Most of the room. And how many of you are going to today? Still? Okay, good. A couple more still. Okay, great. I know we're sold out today, John. Um, we're sold oh, out good. Okay. So I know we're going to have about... Uh, 200 people through uh, over the next two, over the next two days, and then um, um, we're looking for more and more throughout. So, all right, good. questions.
Oh, somebody's asking, what was that email address again? Joan. Info, it's real easy. Info at Bob Ross, all one word, dot com. Info, I-N-F-O. All right, other questions? We have some questions over here, yes? So, was he influenced by any famous painter uh, or movement, or did he have a famous painter? Uh, was he favorite or something like that? Uh, so, Joan, so was Bob influenced by any famous painter or movement? He loved Da Vinci. And I think Da Vinci because it's more than painting. With, with Leonardo Da Vinci, there's science, there's math, uh, there's all sorts of, almost like a, just an overall lifestyle of creativity. And he, he loved Leonardo Da Vinci. Now, I'm not sure, and William Alexander, of course, adored, adored him, yeah. uh, learned the Alla Prima technique from him, yeah. and I can't think of anybody else, but mostly because Bob, again, he wanted to, to be more, less of, less of a traditional artist, you know, mimicking Monet and that sort of thing, and more you know, painting is your life, and painting can become uh, a lifestyle. It can help you learn to raise your kids. It can help you learn to cook. It can be more than just a canvas and a brush and everybody leave me alone. It's more a sort of, you know, interest in nature, interest in science. How does the moon rise and set how does the sun rise and set how you know what do you find when you walk through the woods that sort of thing so but da vinci was a was uh, a big influence on him does that help did that answer it yes okay we have another question over here hi joan chris taylor i have a question about how social media has really turbocharged the second half of, of bob's career the influence of social media. So, Joan, the question was, how has uh, social media really kind of turbocharged uh, Bob's career here? Um, you're, you're seeing it. You're seeing it like the rest of us. It's, um, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of like public television used to be which is you've got your you've got your teacher painter and you've got your viewer and there's just a relationship between the two and that's why bob loved public television so much there wasn't so you know like third party advertisers and networks and that sort of thing and it's funny what Bob felt about public television has sort of come around and made itself known in social media now, where you've got a presenter and you've got a, a viewer, and the two of them are interacting without any any sort of intrusion from the outside. Bob would have been, I, I cannot even imagine what Bob would be doing now if he was still alive in terms of social media. This was really his, sort of his thing, was just being able to communicate directly with the, the viewer or the, you know, the consumption and not having any sort of intrusion 
from what he's doing and saying. It's just two parties, and he would have gotten crazy on social media. Can you imagine? We've appreciated having Twitch TV as a partner, uh, both for the exhibit, uh, but then also even just to have, uh, right now they're doing another marathon. So when you leave here tonight, you go back to your homes, your hotels, uh, we're watching from home. You can tune in and watch Bob all night long if you can stay awake. <laughs> Other questions? Be sure, yeah. be sure to take a shower and eat, though. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people are doing neither while they're watching the marathon, and we're worried. <laughs> <laughs> If there's any other questions, we'll take them. Um, otherwise, John, do we have questions for the crowd here? Is that right? We have, you mean me? No. Oh. Uh, so if we if we don't have any other questions here, we have some trivia for them. Is that right? Yes. Um, yes. And it's the CRIs in the in the facility with you that that can do that, and I'll sign off. Okay. All right. So before we do that, any other questions for John before John leaves? All right. And, what's that? instructors uh, holding uh, classes throughout this weekend here. I'm also floating around and we have a bunch of uh, different uh, people putting on classes. If you happen to be taking the class tomorrow, I will be teaching it. So we've got a few trivia questions here and I think the best way to do it is just shoot your hand up if you know this right away and I'm going to do my best to, uh, to pick the, one, the first hand that I see. So the first question here, what year was Bob Ross born? Oh, right there, Jessica. Oh, I'm sorry, in the, in the red. Uh, 42. That's right. Why don't you come on up and uh, grab your prize. And if we could just hold off, if you want a prize, let's, uh, let's have uh, someone else win the next one, if that's possible. Um, this is gonna be quick. So you help me. George is like the final arbiter here. Okay. 
What state was Bob Ross born in? Oh, right there. Florida. That's right. There we go. For the win. Name one of Bob's animal friends. All right, right there. Peapod. So, pardon? Peapod. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what. You. We were going through these questions, the CRIs. <laughs> Most, I think, all of us did not realize some of the other names. So this is sort of a, a bonus question. Name two more. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Anyone? I can do it, but yeah. I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobette the Squirrel and Mr. J the Blue Jay. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Peapod Jr. was also another. <laughs> That's right. There was, I'll, I'll give you the rest. There was Peapod Jr., Hoot the Owl, Mr. J, oh, we did with the Kathy and Richard the Robins, <laughs> Midnight the Crow, and Daniel the Crow. So, for the next question, we have. What year did the very first Joy of Painting air? Someone make a guess right back there, sir. 
All right. If if you all know no new people, Molly. So, so feel free now. Guess whoever might have won. Molly. Molly. No. No. Sally. Sorry again. Sally. No. Ollie? Ollie? Ollie without an H? You walk around and you pass it off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what was Bob's father's name? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses? Any guesses? Starts with a J. Raise your hands, please. I can't. I can't hear. Oh, Ash. Jack. That's right. <laughs> what did Bob's father do for a living? Hold on. Let's. Uh, hopefully, it's someone who's not won yet. Go right ahead. Carpenter. He was yeah. a carpenter. <laughs> That's right. Another one? I have one more question. What year did Bob pass away? Back there? There you go, 1995. Congratulations. All right, thanks, Judge. So thank you all very much. And uh, Hopefully we'll see you again soon, and, and keep, uh, keep your eye on the events and activities coming up, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll paint together. Thank you. If you did not win a prize, uh, feel free to come on up and see Ted. Uh, we have plenty more. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a Thank you for enjoying the episode of the Joan Kowalski Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this was, again, a part of the Bob Ross experience, the talk at Minatrista in Muncie, Indiana. Now, I recommend that you actually go and check it out for yourself. So if you do plan on going, check out Minatrista.com or go to BobRoss.com and find out more information about Bob Ross products and all kinds of cool stuff. So anyway... Thank you again for listening to Life, 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 Life in Space. space, space.